0: Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's
1: Adam Cole. This is the King of Old School, Steve Carino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's the it boy. One half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus, and you're listening to the ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROHWorld.com. 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 At ROHWorld.com. R-O-H 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 Let's get it, baby.
2: Hello, everyone, welcome to episode 41 of ROHcast. My name is Harry, I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHAL.com. Uh, as usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co owner. Actually, not as usual because he missed the live show, but uh, he is the co owner and editor of ROHAL.com, Stephen.
3: Hi everyone,
2: and I believe you're also a guardian of truth. That's one of uh, one of your many taglines. I think
3: that's one of the rumors that's swirling
2: around. Ah, uh, it could have been yes. Ah, why weren't you at the live show? You were there in <laughs> New York, weren't you? That's obviously uh, no comment. I'm... No comment. <laughs> and
3: strangely, yeah. I appeared after the second match as well. That, that was just after I would uh, got all my gear off. I that
2: know. was yeah, and after you'd been uh, loosening those ropes up. Yeah. Uh, and, and we were also joined by Macklin, who was on the live show. Uh, he was live in New York, and he's going to give us sort of a live perspective. Macklin, how are you doing? Good, how are you guys? Doing good, thank, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, for anyone who's a regular listener, or ten of you, um this Cast 40 did exist, it was a live show, we did a pre-show prior to Best in the World on Sunday, Um it started one hour before the show, we had some callers in live, and it was a sort of a preview showing our thoughts on the pay-per-view, and uh, it went well, so we'll be doing another live episode in September for Death Before Dishonor. but uh yeah, this is episode 41, we're going to first do a full review and recap of best in the world which happened on sunday and well then i think steven has the latest news and we've got some questions as well from our listeners um john is not with us this week and unfortunately won't be with us until the first tapings or first rh cast taping in august um so he's you know he's got the summer off we're thinking he's He's just too expensive, Stephen, isn't he, to fly into our UK studio from the
3: (laughs) Yeah, he he wants these first-class tickets and everything as well. Yeah,
2: he's he's just not worth the expense. You know, we're trying to cut costs here, um, so... We're
3: we're already getting uh, angry fans sending tweets, saying, you know, bring this guy back and, you know... know, We just can't afford it at the moment. Uh, We'd... uh, but we're thinking about bringing some local talent into the show. So um, yeah,
2: yeah there's, we're, we're uh, there's, there's a there's a podcast nearby with some uh, local.
3: OBW, I think it is. Like...
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll bring those guys in, and we'll let John have the summer off instead. He's too expensive. But uh, old stupid jokes aside, um, yeah, let's let's just begin. I suppose with the pay per view, and just run through, you know, all the matches on the card. And uh, you know, before we start, Macklin, is there anything you'd like to? You know, say from the sort of live experience before the show started, anything you saw, anything that happened, you know, prior to the event starting?
0: I'm just sick of New York crowds.
2: Yes, I mean,
0: yes. It, they, you know, it's they, their chants are ridiculous and they're not in sync. And, you know, I mean, I'm as big a fan as, you know, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan for people who don't watch uh, Ring of Honor or whatever um i'm just i'm sick of the yes chants every 5 minutes it's good once in a while but every you know 5 minutes or during a boring match you know it's just something to do you know I, the new york if the new york fans aren't chanting something they think they're going to die you know it's
2: yeah the, the the crowd i think we actually got a question on the forum about that we'll we'll talk about it a bit later but mm-hmm. yeah the crowd were and they were good at times but then also annoying so yeah we'll we'll talk about that a little they're bit later crazy. on yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, the show began with the Briscoes taking on the Guardians of Truth, so they quickly wanted to get the suspense out of the way. It was uh, heavily rumored, exclusively on RH Cast, it was going to be the Nasty Boys, but unless they've been on a crash diet, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Though so. <laughs> the Guardians of Truth came out in sort of black singlets with black masks on, so you know, you basically had no idea who they were. There's a couple of tattoos, and there's a rumor we'll get onto in a bit. Um, I, I love the bit where they entered in the ring after Martini did the promo putting them over. Martini, you know, grabbed the heads, looked as if he was going to pull off the mask, only to remove an identical mask underneath like, r- remove a mask. There's one underneath, it was, it was hilarious, but uh. It's rumored, I think, online. I'm not sure where that it was the the Headbangers or something. Not a team I'm fully aware of. Anyone have any?
0: Headbanger March, Headbanger, Headbanger, Thrasher. They were uh, they were one of those tag teams that were hot for about you know a, a year weeks. or a year and a <laughs> half <laughs> in the uh, in 90s WWE or
2: WWF at the time. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I can see, perhaps see why they are put under masks. Um, (laughs) The the match itself was very short. I think it was cut short because the ropes were the loosest ropes I've ever seen. They were just wobbling all over the place and, you know, they couldn't really go off the top rope or really do Irish whips. So they had to sort of cut the match short and, uh, you know, fix the ropes before the next match. So I think it was heavily affected by that. So not the best debut for these mysterious Guardians of Truth. But um, I'll go to you first, Macklin. You know, what did you think of the opener?
0: Um, you know, for all the build-up for who the uh, Guardians of Truth might be, I think it was really disappointing, and not just because of the ropes. Um, I think uh, they were very out of sync with the Briscoes. I think the Briscoes were doing everything that they could to make them look good. Mm. And, uh, you know, they missed a, um, uh, they, they, they missed a leapfrog. They took a back body drop very, uh, sloppily. And, you know, um, I think the finish was the doomsday device, but, uh, as you could see, the ropes wouldn't have supported, uh, Mark Briscoe going to the top. Yeah. Um, he did go to the top at one point, but stood on the ring post. Hmm. Uh, hit the froggy elbow in the ring post. I was very disappointed I didn't get to see his uh, little shuffle. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it would've been amazing to see that live.
4: Mm. But, yes. uh, yeah, it
0: was it was cut short. Um I think they were going to go for the uh for the Doomsday device and uh Jay just rolled up uh which I assume would be headbanger mosh and uh got the three count with the uh with the reverse small package.
2: Hmm. But uh, I'll go to, actually, yeah. Before I say anything else, I'll go to you, Stephen. You know what did you think of the uh, the opener?
3: Yeah, basically what Martin said. really. I think it was it was a bit disappointing with all the you know the, the build up that they gave it, and uh, I mean as you said, there's rumours that it's uh, the headbangers, and you know I, I don't know if they're ever going to be unmasked or whether it's just going to be one of those sort of hash truth things where. It, you know, something happens, and then after a couple of weeks, everyone forgets about it. Because mm. I know when they were doing, I think it was last summer when they were doing they're trying to find a like a third member, and they were doing these tag team matches with random guys, and then they would they'd lose the match and then attack them afterwards. So <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna last very long, or whether you know they're gonna use these two guys to sort of strengthen Hazard Truth when when um, Algin eventually leaves. But um, you know that, that's an interesting one. You know they might even sort of switch. Yeah, you know, switch who they are sort of thing. Um, I don't know if they could get away with that. but
2: The problem with the tattoos, that's the thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, they might have to try and uh, get some temporary tattoos for whoever they replace them with. But uh, <laughs> as you said, I think the, the ropes really affected it. And I think this is probably the time, good time to have sort of a little rant on Ring of Honor. Because, you know, for, technically you know the stream and everything that was fine but for, yes
2: that's i think we should quickly say that the stream was perfect for yeah the
3: once. stream was uh, perfect but
2: thankfully but and <laughs> i don't know if you were aware but there's actually a glitch where y- the the page where the pay-per-view was being streamed on the ring of honors website required no login so it was free for everyone even though we already got it for free because we bought border wars but even people who hadn't bought border wars could just go on the site and watch it for free so very strange but at least it worked yeah, I think a lot of
3: people who so I think a lot of people watched it probably would have bought board wars anyway. So I'm not mm. sure they're going to lose a much.
2: Yeah, much, exactly.
3: Much from that, but um, yeah, my little rant is that I don't know how they can begin a wrestling event without testing that the ropes were secure and yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the ring post was all secure. Because I mean, when you put up a ring, that's sure it's the first thing that you check. When everything's in place, you you know you keep tightening it and making sure it's it's fine. And that's a really sort of schoolboy error, in my opinion. That's yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, as you say, it did affect the match, and uh, it, it, it was disappointing because, as uh, as Mackin said, they couldn't really do the Doomsday with, you know, the, I mean, I don't think anyone would have liked to go to the top, of, you know, with them sort of ropes. You could have fallen over or anything, could have really
2: sort of mm. uh,
3: hurt yourself. So, it, it, it was a bit disappointing. But um, you know, I, I'm kind of sort of looking forward to where this storyline goes. I mean, it looks as if we know who they are, but um, I, I think, as I said, I, I reckon they might do some sort of switch or. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it'll be quite interesting to see where this where this goes and where you know what happens to the house crew eventually when Algin leaves and mm. sort of uh, what happens to, uh, to to these guys. So, uh, one little sort of comment on the Briscoes is that I don't know if it's just me, but they they seem to be pushing the Briscoes more towards just sort of comedy t- a comedy team. Like the, like with like the face expressions, and I know sort of Mike Briscoe's always done like the the uh, redneck kung fu and stuff, but <laughs> it just seems that they're they're really pushing them towards just being a comedy tag team, and mm. I don't know. That's, I, I, the Briscoes are so good that they, they can do that whilst being just sort of you know kicking everybody's ass. So hopefully they don't try and turn them into sort of like cartoony character sort of thing.
4: Mm. I, mean,
3: I hope they don't do that because uh, I think I don't think the crowd particularly like that, but. Um, yeah, it was it was, yeah, it was a decent opener, but um, you know, could have been been better. I think I was a bit surprised
2: that the Briscoes actually picked up the win because I was expecting, with all the hype that Martini put behind his Guardians of Truth, that they would pick up the win and you know head to uh, face the All Express because they need a, a heel team to feud with. So yeah, it's a bit strange that the Briscoes did pick up the win, and I don't think it was the best debut for for any team I've ever seen. Really, I mean. The combination of just the hype behind them, and then the sloppy ropes, and then even what Macklin said, some of the stuff that involved no ropes was still a bit on the sloppy side, so you're not, yeah, the best, the, not the best uh, performance for sort of a debut, and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm excited going forward, um, I would have rather seen the Bravados, I know you're a big fan of them, Steve.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a bit, of, there was a move right, right at the start where I think one of them, went to do like an Irish whip and then the other one sort of got on the second rope and looked like he was going to do some sort of like diving shoulder block and dived way too early and ended up doing like a falling, really weak um, sort of clothesline look. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, they, they did seem a bit out of sync. I mean, I think they were like sort of hot in the WWF, like the mid-90s, like mid to late 90s. So it's been a while since they were sort of, yeah, at, that, at this sort of level. So yeah uh, well, relevant yeah <laughs> give give' a you know give 'em a few matches see how they they get on but mm. it's, you know if they do stay masked it you know it would be easy just to switch them. I know people would notice, but, but if if they do switch them for you know a team that are much better, I don't think it' really <laughs> <really knows. laughs> i' heard a rumor I heard a rumor online I don't know if it was true um
0: Typical ROH fan on Twitter, didn't think it was, but there was a rumor going around on some website, and it wasn't a very credible website. That I think I know what
2: you're going to say, and it's got to be that they were going to
0: That they were going to put Sabin under a mask, no. to try to technically, uh, you know, so they said that, oh, he didn't appear on the pay-per-view, he signed the <sighs> contract. And then he, uh, I think he blew out his Achilles tendon and... I think the whole idea was
2: scrapped, so maybe the headbangers were a last-minute thing. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I doubt this. I mean, the, you know, Martini announced the Guardians of Truth like a TV taping like over a month ago, before any of this Sabin and Shelley leaving stuff started. Sabin's yeah. still under contract, so he couldn't legally wrestle for Ring of Honor. He's you know he's a contracted guy, and the fact that uh, Martini was saying they've been kicked out of everywhere they've been doesn't apply to the machine guns at all. And I, I, I don't, th- I think this is just some unknown website making up some rumour to get traffic. And I know ROH World isn't a dirt sheet at all. That's why we don't even have the rumor oh, no, about no, 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 the, no. we don't even have the rumour about the headbangers being on because we don't know if it's definitely true or not. But uh, yeah, I, I really, really doubt it was the machine guns. Just I think it's just people hoping.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think it was the machine guns, but um Kenny King actually said on uh Twitter, I think it was last night, that uh he said the head headbangers, do you think we'd let those uh, you know, and he used an expletive uh, in the building at all, you know. He was, he was like, get out of here or something like that on Twitter. He's like, it wasn't the headbangers,"
2: so I don't know. I have to do some uh, investigation. Uh, yeah, so up next, we had a Die Hard Challenge Series match between Eddie Edwards and Homicide. Uh, now, heading into this match on the preview show last week, which... Actually, Stephen, you missed that as well. This is this is appalling. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Sorry about that. Um, we were saying that you know, Homicide's last few matches in his was it 2009 run or 2010 were just a bit sort of disappointing, really. I mean, not nothing compared to his old you know his old matches, the old Homicide. But I thought this match was really good. I really enjoyed it, and it seems like Homicide was. I don't know, more motivated or, or didn't have the nagging injuries that perhaps he had last time and yeah, I was really impressed with this and uh, really shocked that Homicide picked up the win because you know Eddie Edwards is has been on a roll so far he's pinned Davey, he's pinned Rhino in this Die Hard Challenge and he even pinned Brutal Bob um, but you know, he lost to Homicide with the Gringo Killer and it wasn't even a, a cheap win for Homicide, it was a flat out victory so yeah, impressive match and I hope we see Homicide again which I think they've announced the match, so we'll, we'll talk about that in the news. But, uh, Stephen, what, what did you think of this match?
3: Uh, yeah, but basically, what you said, really. I mean, I was really pulling for home to, you to know, get his stuff together and really uh, put on a good performance. And, uh, you know, I think he really did. Mm. I think he, he benefited with being in the ring with someone like Eddie Edwards, who, you know, is uh, very experienced and, you know, makes his opponent look good as well. And it was, as you said, it was a really enjoyable match. I mean, it, I think it, it started off a bit slow. Slowly, and there was a bit too much uh, of the whole, uh, you know, the old sort of chop fest thing going on. But um, I thought the the match was actually, you know, pretty solid. I, you know, I I enjoyed it, and as you said, I was a bit surprised to see Homicide get the win. But I think it really shows that he's he's you know he's back at least for the time being, you know, on a permanent basis, which is which is good because uh, you know I think we've everyone's been saying for the past sort of year or so that the, the roster has been a bit thin and. You know, Hamza's a guy who's, who's got such history in the company, a you know, former world champion, that, uh, you know, someone like that, who, who's a free agent, it'd be a bit silly not to bring him in because he's, you know, he can still put on good matches, He you know, mm. cuts a good promo. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to, uh, you know, to his match going forward, uh, you know, the match that they've announced. And I thought it was a, a really good second match on the card.
2: Yeah, uh, how about you, Macklin?
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed
0: that. Match. I mean, when it started out, I thought that it was going to be a typical you know, 2010, 2011 homicide match that we saw in the past, especially the one with uh, with Roderick at uh, ninth anniversary that was in the middle of the card. The Barrios, oh, it was
3: terrible, <laughs> whatever
0: it was. Like, like anybody who follows ROH thinks that the world title is going to change in the middle of the show. You know? Um, yeah. And then it started to pick up about maybe like four or five minutes into the match. I mean, I'm still not a fan of that. You know wrestle and beat the hell out of each other for ten minutes, and then get up and chop each other in the chest. I'm not a fan of that, but um I was legitimately surprised I marked out when homicide won because I thought that Eddie was going to kick out, especially having the you know die hard challenge series for to get a uh title shot um mm-hmm. so I don't know does this derail Eddie now or you know he didn't beat a, a world a former world champion, so I don't know if this derails him, and he got a shot against Steen at the. Uh, we, uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, and he yeah. lost. I
4: don't
2: mm. even know
0: the whole point of this homicide. I mean, the um, Eddie Edwards, you know, Die Hard challenge was if he was already going to get a title shot. Yeah,
2: it is a bit confusing. I think they were just, you know, didn't have anything of Edwards to do, so just came up with this series, even though he already got a title shot. But uh, you know, I think Homicide getting the win leads to he is getting a world title shot in a, an upcoming event, which we'll talk about in the news. So I think that's perhaps why he got a win to, you know, to give a reason for him getting that world title shot and maybe we will see a rematch down the line or perhaps Homicide appearing at... I know he's not hes not on the next set of TV tapings as far as I'm, I'm aware so perhaps he will still be a sort of rare appearance sort of like Rhino is. You know Rhino he appears not just like Homicide previously was just the New York shows but it looks like he's branching out to do more sort of one-off appearances which is not a bad thing you know based on this performance against Edwards so um but yeah, about Edwards, I'm not sure what's next for him, really, to be honest with you. I mean, he has he's already had a world title shot against Dean, and now he's lost to Homicide. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect for Edwards. What about you, Stephen?
3: Mm, it is a bit of a strange one. I mean, I'm glad they are keeping him away from the world title. I mean, as much as I like Edwards, he's probably one of my, my favourite sort of ring runner wrestlers. So, uh, you know, nothing against the guy, but I, I think he needed to be kept, kept away from the title the same with Richards really I think now both of them sort of need to take a step back and allow other guys on the roster to really uh, you know put their their marker on the uh, sort of main event picture which is uh you know and it seems that Ring of Honor really listening to uh, you know, to to the fans in, in that aspect that they're, they're sort of sick of seeing them two guys in the in the main event picture all the time and they want sort of fresh matchups so uh, mm-hmm. yeah it will be interesting to see where he goes forward I mean there isn't really you know there's no sort of obvious feud sort of screaming out for him there's there's not much uh, here going on for him at the moment, so it, you know it, I don't know if that would just sort of you know I hope they don't put him in another match with uh, Mike Bennett because it seems that they've them two guys have had about fifty five matches in the last six. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that needs
2: to stop now. Uh, yeah, hopefully that.
3: Sorry, I'm
2: sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, that's right. Um, I, I was wondering what you were going to say. I didn't really have anything to say. Uh, I was going to say, do you think that
0: um, maybe you know for a one-off you could see you know. Um, Possibly A and X versus the Wolves again, since Davy doesn't have a title shot and Eddie doesn't have a title shot. Maybe put the Wolves back together another time. You know, oh,
2: that, that's a bit soon for that. It wouldn't really make sense after they've just been beating the crap out of each other, and they basically they said the Wolves are over and whatever when leading into final yeah. battle. So, um,
0: but they always say everything's over in ROH, you know, and then yeah. they seem to forget about storylines sometimes.
2: You know,
3: hmm. that's rest for you, isn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah we'll move on with the with the card so uh up next was the hybrid fighting rules match between
4: adam nice cole
2: and Carlo o'reilly now <laughs> heading into this we made lots of jokes about the stipulations how overly complicated it is and then ring of honor before for the match put to shown a, a well put together package that explained the rules and uh yeah, did a lot of better job than John, who isn't here, so uh, that's that's why he's been given the summer off. <laughs> if Kevin Kelly can do something better than you, then you failed miserably. Um, <laughs> so we had the match. I had very low expectations due to the silly stipulation, even though these guys are so talented, but it turned out to be a, a really, really good match, and perhaps one of the... Well, I, I don't know if it's the best of the night. It's up there with Steen and Davey, but... Yeah. Such a moment, and it's made two huge stars. here. The crowd—we were saying earlier how bad the New York crowd is—but in this match, I thought they were fantastic. They were just—they were so loud for both Carl uh, O'Reilly and Cole. And for those who didn't see it, I believe it was a, a kick or sort of, sort of strike to Cole's sort of mouth, basically that knocked two of his teeth out, and uh, the blood was just pouring out of his mouth. It was insane. It was—it was so crazy, and Cole just wouldn't quit, and he ended up. Eventually picking up the win with a figure four, Leglock and O'Reilly tapped out, and uh, Macklin being there live for this must have been incredible.
0: Yeah, well, the first five minutes of the match was just basically you know kicks and uh, O'Reilly trying to go for the uh, for the cross arm breaker, and uh, it was just it was boring. It got boring, Chance. Um, the first uh, five minutes of the match, and then it really started picking up. And I noticed that they just uh, that they just seemed to abandon the rules. Uh, about ten minutes into the match, I saw O'Reilly hit the Kiwana kicks. He pulled, um, he held up uh, Cole by his hair and was kicking him like Dave used to do to his
2: opponents. Um, yes, uh, we were we were talking. Uh, me, Stephen, and John were talking on Skype during the show, and you know, John is the master of the hybrid fighting rules, and he did point <laughs> out several standard fouls by both men, and he was trying to keep tally and tweeting Kevin Kelly, letting him know when these fouls are happening. But uh, yeah, it was a bit. It doesn't really matter that they just ignored the silly stipulation, no, but then it begs the, the question: you Know what was the point in having the rules anyway? Yeah, um, but and, uh, um, yeah, moving on. Go on.
0: I was kind of uh, I was kind of confused because they said there was no grabbing of your opponent's attire, but there were at least about six or seven snap suplexes in that match, and I think it requires for you to hold uh, requires you to hold on to your opponent's tights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If that was the case, then O'Reilly, uh, from what I saw, I don't know how it came across on the iPay-per-view, uh, the but from what I saw, O'Reilly should have been disqualified <laughs> about six minutes into that match.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine if that happened. That would have been terrible.
0: I think the only rule that they actually followed where Todd Sinclair actually put his hand up is when, um, when Cole threw O'Reilly out of the ring and then went after him and threw him back in the ring.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah, they, they talked about that, and that was the only rule they mentioned on the uh, commentary team as well on the pay-per-view. Yeah.
0: But, uh, oh, man, when, when that kick, um, when O'Reilly kicked him um, in the face and uh, his teeth went flying, blood just started
4: Oof. pouring
0: out of his mouth. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I, I think the last time I saw that much blood was um, when, um, when Eddie Guerrero got um, – all bloodied by JBL at uh, Judgment Day 2005 when he took a chair shot. I, I haven't seen that much blood in a very, very long time.
2: Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh... Oh, we have a caller from uh, Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John. I don't believe it.
3: <laughs> don't let him on.
2: John, you you are li- live on the ROH cast by phone.
3: Oh, wow,
1: yeah. I completely now on wrong ever. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um... Now... Uh, We've told the fans that you've been given the summer off because you're too expensive to fly in. Do you have any comments about that?
1: Um, Yeah, I've been told by officials high up in the RingOfHonorWorld.com office that it costs too much money to fly me in for these uh, podcasts so they have to to set up by phone for quite a while. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but I'm not going to comment until I hear more from them. (laughs)
2: And <laughs> um, we're just in the middle of talking about the hybrid fighting rules match and uh, Macklin brought up all the fouls that you were um, pointing out on Skype during the pay-per-view that O'Reilly kept making that wasn't disqualified. But, uh, you know, what did you think of the hybrid fighting rules match? Because you were making lots of jokes about the rules heading into it.
1: Yeah, I felt like such a jackass after watching that match for <laughs> kind of yeah. for, for, like, kind of crapping on him all the week. Because that was probably, other than the main event, the best match of the night. And it was completely accidental, probably why, because the match was going along okay up until Adam Cole got his face caved in. <laughs> and that's when the match... It's little things like that that make wrestling so great to me. It's like little unexpected things like that can take something that's going along an average, in okay way, it takes it to the next level and makes it one of those things that you're going to remember for a long, long time. And something that's going to make two people like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly megastars in Ring of Honor. And I just thought that match... Is going to go a long way in pushing them up the card even more so than Adam Cole sending Davy Richards little or Kyle O'Reilly turning on Davy Richards did. I think yeah. this right here is going to cement cement them in the upper echelon of Ring of Honor stars in the near future.
2: Yeah, I, I agree definitely. It was a it was yeah definitely a fantastic match and moment and I think it would be something that we remember for the you know along with the sort of match that Elgin and Davy had and this moment here some of the things we'll be talking about still the you know when it comes to final battle we'll still be talking about stuff like this so
1: um, I, I would just have been forced the roll we never would have got that moment though
2: exactly yeah I think uh, Macklin said there was about three fouls in six minutes so there would have been a DQ instantly but uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I, know, I, kept on, I kept on tweeting Kevin Kelly but he never never responded <laughs> so I guess he wasn't I got he, I guess he wasn't too uh, high on the rules either even though he listened Even though he did a good job at the graphics on this show. Better I than we would ever thought. it for the hybrid fighting rules.
2: Yeah, I, I was joking uh, before you called in that uh, Kevin Kelly did a much better job than you of explaining the hybrid fighting rules, which is always embarrassing.
1: That's not possible. That's not possible. <laughs> you came close. You came close, but I still think I did a much better job. No offense to Kevin Kelly.
0: Kevin, <laughs> Kelly, Kevin Kelly was too busy doing two intros to Road Rage while intermission was going on. <laughs> so,
1: um, so we're, so we're going to see. So we're going to see the main event again. Like now, next week's ROH TV show. Then,
0: Um, I think they said that they were going to show the. uh, Well, according to one of the guys that was sitting ringside, because during intermission, I walked down to um, the front row, and uh, one of the guys said that they're going to show parts of the Eddie Edwards and um, Homicide match. But uh, don't don't take me don't take me at my word for that. That's what he told me.
2: I definitely don't think they'll be showing the hybrid finals match because that wouldn't be able to be aired on the TV show, really. Yeah, yeah. So same with the main event, probably. Especially uh, some of the stuff Corino <laughs> is saying on commentary, which we'll get to later on. Oh, okay. uh, John, I don't know how long you have, but is there anything else you'd like to sort of bring up before you... I don't know where you are right now, what is going on, but... uh hard Part <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just about to start driving home uh, in the middle of a tropical storm, so I just need to say a few quick thoughts on the show, I guess. Kind of run it, it down. Yeah, no, it down, go
2: ahead. Either. Go ahead. Anything but, you uh, like the brown to bring out. Up? before the
1: brownout? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I thought the show, either the matches on it were great or they weren't so good. There's very little, like, middle ground. It's either you're going to see a very good match or you know, a not so great match. There's really no average match on this show. And. I think for the most part, it turned out to be a very good show. I thoroughly enjoyed, it, especially for getting it for free. I can't complain about that. And yeah, exactly. So. And it yeah, the Ring of really made it for all the technical issues they have had in the past. The stream was flawless for me. I think it might have first up like two seconds throughout the entire show. And That's probably on my end instead of Ring of Honor's end. Mm. And the and the graphics were amazing. The commentary all night was just incredible. I thought. I think Ring of Honor probably has the best commentating team in all of wrestling right now. Kevin Kelly and Nigel did a great job. Then when Steve Carino came in for the main event, he was just <laughs> phenomenal and so funny throughout the entire match. Mm. And I just thought this was a very, a very good show and a nice way to redeem themselves from the uh, Border Wars debacle and the terrible streams they, they experienced throughout the first part of the year. And I thought this was a great way to kind of bounce back from those.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So, so you,
3: yeah, I'll let
1: y'all go. Yeah, I'll, thank uh, you for stop y'all's, uh, I'll let y'all uh, stop interrupting y'all's podcast, so uh, I guess I'll speak to y'all later.
2: Yeah, enjoy your summer. All right, yeah. Uh, so I did
1: enjoy May after you told me to, so I'll enjoy the summer now. Thank you. Good,
3: good luck getting bookings.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's going to try and get bookings also really quickly now. But, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll move on now with the card. Um, I don't. I think we, Stephen, have you got anything to add about the hybrid fighting rules, or should we, you know, move on to the next one?
3: No, no, really. I think we we must have to include a surprise of the year award in our end of year awards, and that's got to win it because, as as you lot said, you know, people's expectations for that match were so low that it turned out to be so good that it was just one of those. It was, just, it was one of those things that could really only happen in wrestling, you know. It was just, I don't know, it was just one of those weird things that you'll remember, and it it was mm-hmm. so good. yet everyone. It shouldn't have been that good, really. It had no right to be that good. So, uh, <laughs>
2: Now, the opposite of not good is the next match, in my opinion. Um, we had <laughs> Finley taking on uh. Michael Elgin. Um, now, Finley made his Ring of Honor debut at Border Wars last month when he was uh, defeated by Roderick Strong in um, I would call a disappointing match. I personally didn't enjoy it, it just isn't really my style at all. Um, and then heading into this, I thought okay, he's against Elgin, you know, it could be, we could see some good things here. Elgin's always impressive every single time, but instead, what we got was this sort of very slow dull match, where Finley was just dominating. It was just ridiculous, the amount of offense he got in on Elgin, uh, he even hit a Tombstone Power Driver, which he should have been DQ'd for, really, you but... He got a uh, fine $250,
3: apparently, apparently to n- Kevin Kelly.
2: Yeah, um... So we did the power drive. Elgin still kicked out, and Elgin picked up the win in the end with the buckle bomb followed by the spinning power bomb, which you know he needed to win. But I think he should have got a much more dominating victory. Macklin, you you sort of made a sigh when I mentioned this match. You know what? what I know. Were you one of the people chanting boring?
0: Oh, I was in the bathroom. I couldn't. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with this match. Like right after the hybrid fighting rules match, this was just you know. Yeah, we've,
2: we I think we've got to probably add that anything trying to follow the hybrid finals match is going to struggle i think they should have just brought intermission early and just had it after the hybrid finals to let everyone cool down a bit because that was yeah. but, then, uh, but i don't know if it made it look even worse than it was or uh, i'm not sure but it it just it seemed to go hard. on for so long it was just boring as hell harry oh my god <laughs> it was like
0: you know i
2: i, I like
0: you know, they're trying to establish Elkin as a world title contender and they're probably going to be breaking him off from the House of Truth. And, That's you know, another
2: thing. They teased that again because at the yeah. end, you know, he shook Finley's hand even though Martini told him not to and then he left on his own. So yeah. instead of seeing any sort of development or conclusion or just anything actually happening in this storyline, we just get another tease. Just dragging it on. So I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of that, to be honest.
0: The best part of this match didn't even happen during the match. It was when Truth Martini did the a Rooney after the match. <laughs> yeah, was, that, that was, was incredible. Amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. But um, yeah, I just what I wanted to see in this match was um, these two big guys just you know hit each other with powerful moves and try to one up each other, and all we got were arm bars and you know and leg locks and and headlocks and stuff for like the like you know i think it was 10 minutes of this like 16 minute match and it just was mm. you know and i, I think- expect when they bring in someone like fit finley you expect them to you know like to go above and beyond and this was just a a, a dull this was just a dud in my opinion
2: yeah i think that that sums it up well really. i mean steven do you have anything else to add about this match
3: yeah, I mean, I think when we were talking about it on Skype, I think I mentioned that I, I personally think the problem was was Finley's style of wrestling. I mean, I, and I've seen him live recently, and and from seeing him, you know, against Roderick and against Michael Elgin as well, he just seems, you know, all of his matches are just him completely dominating for more or less the whole entire match, and then sort of losing after a quick few moves. And mm. in my opinion, it it makes his opponent, opponent look really weak. I mean. I know that the whole point of the match was to give Algin a big boost by beating, you know, a legend such as Finley. but in in my opinion they d- he didn't really get that because of the way he won. I mean, it oh, yeah. just as, you yeah, know, as Macklin said it was just it was just Finley basically dominating him on the ground with like, you know, leg locks and, and uh, arm bars and headlocks and it was just sort of Finley just completely dominating him for 10 minutes and then Algin got a bit lucky and hit a couple of moves and won the match and it, Yeah, it, exactly. it just it, com- you know, compared to most of out matches where he's really just thrown people around and dominated it it really just in my opinion he didn't really show another side to him like they were aiming for it it made him look a bit weak if anything and yeah I that agree. was a that was a bit disappointing because you know from when he finally um i almost said escapes when he finally breaks off from the house of, uh, house of truth <laughs> um you know hope, hopefully he'll be going towards the world title but um yeah you know, th- that, that that match isn't going to help him i think you know, I suppose, I suppose, especially coming after the hybrid fighting rules match, it was always going to struggle, because, you know, the crowd was so pumped for that, like, That the next match was always going to be a letdown, but mm. it was, you know, it was just, it was so slow, I mean, I don't mind that sort of wrestling, where, when, you know, at the start of a match, and when it's followed by, you know, so, you know, a quicker pace match, but it was just the same mundane sort of pace for the whole, whole match, mm-hmm. it, it never yeah. got going, and I think Algin must have got about three moves in. It moves in the hardly whole match, anything. It was... and two of them are right at the end when he won. So yeah, I mean, I, I was
2: saying on the Skype chat at the time. I don't think I've ever checked Twitter as much, like you know, checking our <laughs> feed during one match than I have that one. Because normally I just sort of check it at the start of the match, you know, tweet that the match is beginning, and then tweet when the, you know the match is over. But I was just sort of checking it and just sort of talking to Stephen and John on Skype. I was just like, it's just bored. I mean, it, it is. It, it was by far the worst match of the card, but everything else was at least, well, as John said, you either got something that was fantastic or something that was just sort of meh, which is strange. There was no middle ground, so you made a good point there. And uh, we've actually got, I know we're sort of jumping segments here, but I thought this is a good time to bring this up. We have a question on the forum from Mr. Orange. Uh, Mr. Orange says, do you think Ring of Honor should use Finlay again? In my opinion, he gave pretty two underwhelming performances in both matches, and being there live at Best in the World, the fans weren't all that into him after the first five minutes. And it's not like he brought in an extra ticket sales that this show had definitely definitely had less in attendance than the 10th anniversary. Um, would you agree with that, Macklin? Yeah, there was definitely a lot less people there than the, uh, the 10th anniversary. Um, he he continues that the money used to he, the money used to bring in Finley could have been used to bring in people the fans have really wanted, like the young bucks or T J Perkins or even the Japanese talent that a lot of RH fans miss, and who all could have put in a better match than Elgin and Finley.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I yeah, uh, I I, would, it. I agree with that yeah. yeah um I he, think
3: that, sorry go
2: on I can say yeah what what Mister Orange says that you know both matches have been sort of underwhelming and you know if the He's obviously not increasing ticket sales that much because, as Macklin said, the, there were less people there. And T.J. Perkins had a fantastic match with Elgin at uh, Final Battle, also in New York. So I- I'm pretty sure they could probably have TJP and the Bucks in for what it costs for Finley. Surely, I'm su- I'm guessing Finley's at a premium compared to TJP, especially. So I personally would have rather them bring in someone like you know books or tj like mr orange mentioned in, instead of finley to be honest
3: mm, i think in I, theory
0: rather, sorry god amazing, amazing red and uh tjp versus the young bucks than that yeah yeah exactly.
3: Yeah. i mean i uh, say so in in theory i think bringing someone like finley into to take on someone like michael aggie was probably a good idea but uh you know the, the way finley wrestles just didn't help um didn't help algin at all and you know the, the boring chance were quite loud weren't they especially for you know even after the first couple of minutes
2: you rarely I don't know about it it might just be me but you rarely hear that at Ring of Honor I find
3: yeah very rarely yeah
0: that's true I find that that during New York shows when there's a boring match the uh, the New York crowd tends to uh, their attention seems to focus on other things like creating chants that are not catching on and yelling at other people in the uh, across the uh, arena and you know chanting at other people there was a kid there he's at every um he's been at every new york show since i've been going since 07 who wears cena stuff and brings a replica wwe title and then during this match they would they were screaming at him and hollering at him and throwing (laughs) streamers at him and they just weren't paying attention when when you have a boring match in new york you know it's pretty much uh it's pretty much a a, a not good live because you're Mm. looking and seeing what's going on and you're not paying attention to the action because, you know, New York fans seem to have
2: ADD. And in your instance, you just went to the toilet.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I had to wait in line for like five minutes and I came back and he still had him in the same leg lock that he did when I was It
2: didn't matter. Um, After this match, we had the intermission and then following that, we had Mike Bennett, Maria and Brutal Bob come down for a live Prodigy service announcement. Basically, he cut a promo and then he made out with Maria. Um, he was then interrupted by Mondo, who said things that cannot be said on this podcast. Were well, PG
3: um, people? Were PG?
2: He, he said he was going to. He was going to. He didn't have a match, and neither does Bennett, basically. And he wanted one with Bennett, and he was going to kick Bennett's ass, and then he was going to do things to Maria that a lot of us want to do. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he also said that. I don't even know. I can't. There's no way of wording it. That he was.
3: <laughs> He's going to F star star star.
2: No, 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 what, about sort of oh. urinating and then... He oh. was going to take his... What did he say? He was going to take his S, He's, gonna, he's gonna, out. He was going to do a dump and then double. urinate on it. Was that what he said? It was, <laughs> no, it was messed up anyway, and there was a lot of F-bombs, and I was like, what is going on? I think it was just their way of turning um, Bennett... Uh, sorry, Mondo face, because... Uh, you know, Mondo was was sort of defending New York's innings from there while Bennett was trying to trash it. So it was their way of trying to get him over. And uh, Macklin, do you think he got Mike Mondo over at all with the crowd?
0: He wasn't very good on the mic. He seemed to be stuttering and stuff. And what he actually did say, Harry, I'll keep the very PG, was he said the Mike Bennett was from Boston and everybody from Boston thought they were better from everybody with New York. And he said he was going to whip out his. Um, phallus and he would he he pisses all over boston which really didn't get a good reaction with me <laughs> uh, seeming that i am from boston but, <laughs> you know everybody else was cheering and i was the only one with my thumbs down but i did mark out for mondo coming out um it was a big jorts chant that went out um that was uh
2: that was yeah very I, I think the jorts only work for cena unfortunately
0: yeah there was a very loud Jorts chant that went on for
2: about 30 to 40 seconds that was very fun um, and God. I thought,
0: I thought that Mondo, um, if he wasn't stuttering and he wasn't obviously nervous, because I remember a promo he cut on YouTube about uh, six months ago, saying that it was his dream to wrestle in the Hammerstein Ballroom. He grew up there and everything, so I think he was obviously nervous. But if he wasn't stuttering throughout that whole promo, it would have been a like a, a coming out party for him. Mm. You know, would have it would have been really really good
2: um following the promo we had sort of an impromptu match between the two it was a bit sort of strange at first i thought it was just a beat down but then it a referee appeared and it ended up being a pinfall where sure. where Mond- mondo rolled up bennett and got the three count but i thought for an impromptu sort of beat down match thing it went on a bit too long it should have been a bit more quicker to have more of an impact instead of dragging on a little bit too long but uh Stephen, I think you've you know you were saying before and a few weeks ago that you've become a bit more impressed with Mondo. We used to joke about his promos and stuff, but uh, what did you think about this?
3: Yeah, definitely impro- uh, yeah, improved and impressed me a lot uh, with his um, performance on the TV show. I just think this was a bit. I think I said at the time it was just a bit strange. The whole thing was a bit. Uh, uh, for some reason, Ring of just think that they have to do a sort of New York against Boston thing every single pay per view. Normally, it's a Homicide against you know, Bennett or, you know, homicide trashing, um, sort of, you know, Boston and it's getting a reaction. But, mm. um, yeah, obviously with homicide uh, facing Edwards, which was actually a New York against the guy from Boston, they didn't really sort of say anything about that, which was a bit strange. Mm. Yeah. They, they went for the, the Mondo against Bennett thing. And I just, I don't know. I think, I mean, Bennett seems to have just sort of fallen by the wayside really. I mean, I think, uh, I think he still should have won the TV title final battle. Yeah, I yeah. think not winning that match really sort of killed his momentum, and since then he's just been sort of sort of meandering along and hasn't done much to be honest. And you know, Mondo has impressed me, but you know, he he's sort of you know he's a, he's a lower card guard at the moment. He hasn't been established you know further up the card yet, and for him to be getting a you know a victory over Bennett, sort of yeah, you know, it, it does sort of show you that maybe Bennett's sort of. Uh, you know falling out of favor a bit with uh you know the the people who are, are, are booking yeah, booking the matches maybe they're sort of you know maybe they they've given him his chances and they don't think he's up to scratch or you know something like that. I, I, you know, i'm not sure with that but you know maybe we'll even see a bennett against mondo sort of feud going on because
2: uh i wouldn't be surprised if there's a rematch on the tv show at some point
3: yeah I'll, there probably will be and you know maybe like a mini feud and yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say no to that. I mean, I think both guys really aren't doing much at the moment. So you know, if he gets both of them sort of exposure and gets them a bit more, a bit more over, then that, I suppose that's uh, that's always good. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a decent segment. I mean, I thought I th- I think Mundo's pretty decent on the mic for someone who, you know, a lot of people just say like, oh, he's just sort of an, you know an old doody guy and he's just boring. And I think he's you know, he's relatively good on the mic. And um, I thought the whole segment was was good, but it it was a bit strange, but. Um, I suppose that was the whole point of it, really. He just turned up unannounced, and uh, you know it was it was it was all right. And um, yeah, I mean, looking forward to where Mondo goes in the future because I I am starting to warm to him quite a lot. I think I think there's definitely potential there. And I think I said this way back when Bennett sort started coming through that I'd much prefer to see Mondo have that spot than than mm. Bennett. So uh, if hopefully Mando will will sort of get over on this in this feud, but. I'm just not 100% sure about him if they're going to try and keep him face because I think he's just a natural heel. Yeah, I think uh... he would be
2: better as a heel, definitely.
3: Yeah, I just hope that they they keep him heel. but um, Yeah, hopefully uh, Mondo will start to... Especially...
2: Oh, it doesn't matter. I was going to say something, but I realized it was wrong. Anyway, any (laughs) uh, last comments about that bit?
3: Um, Yeah,
0: there was a a lot of people saying in the crowd that... um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, I am since I started watching when I was younger that it just seemed like he cut, like, a Taz promo uh, from ECW. He seems to have the same size and build as Taz, and a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, get out of the ring, Taz, and they were yelling <laughs> at him and stuff. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know where to go on Mondo. I marked out when he came out because, you know, I told you I remember the YouTube video of him cutting the promo outside of uh, mm. Hammerstein. And I really wanted to see him wrestle. I hadn't seen him wrestle in person and I think the last time he actually did was uh, Border Wars on uh I pay per view. Yeah. If I recall that was a really good
2: match with Yeah, um, the six month all- tag that that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, so I really wanted to see him wrestle and to see him get the win and realize his dream it was uh it it was uh it was something to see, yeah. You know?
2: mm. But uh yeah, now we'll uh, we'll move on to the triple threat T V title match as Roderick Strong defended against uh I'll go blank That's <laughs> Tommaso Camper. Ciampa and Jay Lethal with crazy hair oh what a haircut! that was amazing <laughs> we're in the morning do 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 <laughs> um,
3: there
2: was lots of uh, sort of lots of sort of strange build for this there was some, definitely something going on between the embassy that video and... package is
3: probably the best all yes it, it
2: was fantastic um, you should definitely go and check that out perhaps we'll put it in the podcast post but uh, yeah so there was Lot of teasing going along that there's some sort of I don't know, I don't know how to word it. Something going on, collusion that's the word word
3: of the day was collusion. Uh, Uh,
2: collusion between the House of Truth and the Embassy. Um, but in typical Ring of Honor fashion, we didn't actually find out anything, we just got more of a tease and more confusion. Um, but before we get to that, I think everything up until the last 30 seconds was fantastic. I really enjoyed this triple threat match. Um, I, th- I was, you know, I think we talked about this on the live pre-show that uh, we, me, John, and Des were all re- really looking forward to this, and I and I feel it did deliver. And the only thing I think it didn't deliver on was sort of some sort of answers as to what is going on between the Embassy and House of Truth. Um, now, before we get to the ending, I'll just, you know, anything you would you two like to share on the sort of match itself?
3: Basically, what you said, really. I think it was it was a lot. Of, um, personally, it was a lot better than I was expecting. I think. All three guys did really well. I think, you know, all three have sort of wrestled each other uh, quite a lot recently. So I was glad that they they put a new uh, sort of fresh spin on it. And as you said, it was was a really good match up until the last 30 seconds. And the finish was just awful. (laughs) No other way to describe it. (laughs) It was just awful.
2: Macklin, anything to add about the match itself?
0: Um, I was really looking forward to this match and I think I when I called in with the live show I was saying that I picked uh, either Tommaso to win the title or, or Strong to retain but I was I was leaning more towards um Strong to retain um I thought it was a good I thought it was a, a decent match I wanted it to really blow me away I really wanted it to be better than the hybrid fighting rules match I really wanted it to be the one that stood out in my mind but um you know I I hate when matches when good matches or decent matches are ruined by interference Which we saw with uh, Prince Nana.
2: Yeah, so what happened with the finish was there was some sort of altercation between Nana and Lethal going on in the ring. Nana then ran away all the way around the ring from Lethal, rolled into the ring, and at that point, Tommaso Ciampa had Roderick Strong up in the powerbomb position ready for Project Ciampa, but Nana rolling around, rolled into Ciampa's legs, which then made... Champer fall over. Roddy was on top of him, sort of got a roll-up style three count, which was just—it was awful. It's that should have been saved for the TV show, building up to this, where we found out what the hell is going on, because the next pay-per-view now is not until September. So we're just going to keep seeing the same thing every week on the TV show, where Nana fumbles about and accidentally acts. Accident, well, claims it was an accident to get you know d- DQ'd or to lose or whatever, but uh, very sloppy. It was—it was just stupid, and then. I hate it when Ring of Honor do this. When there's a triple threat elimination match where both eliminations happen within 30 seconds, they did it at final battle as well. It's
3: always the same, isn't it, with triple threat matches?
2: Yeah, because I was on Twitter typing away, you know, Roddy just eliminated Champa. I look up and Lethal's getting out. I didn't even see what happened. But um, what happened is Martini hit Lethal with the Book of Truth and then Strong followed up with the suplex backbreaker thing, but it kind of went wrong and he sort of kneed him in the arse instead of his back. But... uh, Yeah, I think up until this silly mess of a finish, it was a great match. And uh, I don't know where they're going to go from here. They're just going to keep dragging out this thing. I mean, I was hoping that the House of Truth and Embassy were going to merge because there's not time for two, um, for two heel factions on a one-hour show. But um, yeah, do you have anything to add about this? It's just sort of disappointing that ending.
3: No, yeah. as you said, I don't know why they keep dragging this out. I mean, this and the Michael Elgin storyline seem to have been going on for what for ages now. I mean... Especially, especially this one. I mean, as you said, they've shown all these, you know, hype packages going into the pay-per-view, and then with such a screwy finish where we don't actually see, you know, what's happened. And-
2: yeah, the hype package was so good; it just kept showing, you know, Nana and um, Truth just sort of hinting at things and not really saying what's going on, and it was a really well done video package, and I, I saw it so many times, but I enjoyed it every time. <laughs> but um, and then to just follow up with after that you know, impressive video packaging hype with just this was a bit disappointing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and as you said, you know, the next Padview isn't for a few months now, and it's not a sort of thing that they're going to sort of, uh, you know, uh, reveal on TV. So we're going to have another three months of reading results, and, oh, Prince Nana accidentally made Champa lose, and Al- Algin won, but Strong came out afterwards, or Strong got him DQ'd, and they're about to, rest, you know, they're about to uh, attack each other, and Martini pulled them apart. We're just going to get this... For the next three months. Yeah, For some reason they didn't give
2: us the blow up. I'm not really sure why, but... Mm. But, uh, to segue into the next match, Ring of Honor did actually, you know, didn't delay on this for once. Um, Wrestling's greatest tag team versus the All Night Express for the Ring of Honor tag team titles saw the All Night Express pick up the win and finally, about time, become the Ring of Honor <laughs> tag team champions, which is long overdue. It, it should have happened a long time ago. I don't think, I don't know what happened. They claim it was due to the injury, but they got messed up before that because they won Ladder War, but then the Briscoes are just put in the feud that just never ended. I think it is finally over, they claim. But uh, um, I'll go to you, Macklin. What do you think about this? I'm sure it was a great moment with your Express picking up the win.
0: Yeah, it was. But the the one thing that, um, it it, kind of came out of nowhere. <clears throat> the finish. Um, yeah, it was
2: a very strange finish because um, Rhett got busted open and then Charlie Haas, the ultimate heel, I mean, he was fantastic with entering was and just flipping everyone off. And he is, uh, he's, he's he's an underrated heel, Haas is. I know John loves him um, too and <laughs> all that. But, um, you know, from what I remember, he just kept saying to the ref, you're going to stop the match or we're going to kill him because he was bleeding that much. And, uh, you know, they went to go for the leap of faith onto Rhett Kenny King did sort of a springboard, but sort of botched it on Shelton. Yeah. Uh, and then Haas turned around and got rolled up by Titus for the win. So perhaps this will continue. I think a more dominant win would have been better, but uh, it, it was good that they did win the belts, and it was a shame they were attacked afterwards. You know, yeah. they had the champagne and everything, they were celebrating, and they just got beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Macron. sorry, I did cut you off there, but uh, what were you going to say?
0: Um, I actually do have a picture on my phone. I will say, I will tweet it to uh, ROH World of uh, of um, Kenny King uh, being um, about to be swung on by Charlie Haas as he's pouring champagne onto the crowd. It's a great picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that if you know Kenny King had actually not botched that move and actually hit a legit um, uh, legit uh, what do you call it, blockbuster blockbuster. Yeah. Um, yeah, that he uh that it would have been uh a lot smoother and would've locked, looked a lot uh, a lot nicer for the live crowd and for the IP review. But uh rolling up uh you know, the ultimate heel, Charlie Haas was uh it was a great moment. The whole crowd popped. It was probably the loudest reaction of the night.
4: Mm. It was
0: it was really good. And Charlie Haas is just I you know what, I never used to like Charlie Haas. Even uh, I, ne- I never used to like uh World's Greatest Tag Team or Wrestling's greatest tag team. But uh Charlie Haas is just he's he's just one of a kind you know toot, he, could, toot. he could go to wwe right now which you know i i probably don't want to see but he could and go and be one of the uh ultimate heels
2: there that's how that's how damn good he is you know <laughs> um steven what did you think of the the match itself
3: i thought the match it was it was a strange one the, the first sort of half of it was again was quite quite slow and it, it was looking like it was going to be another typical wrestling great tag team match where it just it was just a bit slow and then it was just going to end abruptly but you know I'm really glad that the ANX finally won up it, even towards the end I was still thinking that they're not going to let them win they're not going to give them the belts. but I was really glad when, when it happened and uh, as you say I think they I was a bit disappointed that they you know got attacked afterwards but obviously that's going to lead to a rematch I just hope we don't get like Thirty-three rematches, like we did with uh, yeah. the Briscoes, and
2: uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Princess we'll Grace just get. Hopefully, we might just get the one. If that, I'm not sure if they'll drag it out until death before Desana, but uh, there'll definitely be at least one.
3: Yeah, I think so. It would just be a bit, um, you know, wondering who sort of, uh, sort of, you know, faces them next because I think that the whole reason they gave House and Benjamin the titles at, at Border Wars with the whole Ether finish was that. Oh God! Smell this!
2: Smell this! Turner! Turner!
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 they didn't want to basically have an a and Briscoe tag you know, tag title match, and they didn't want to you know, have face against face, and because we've seen you know, them two teams face off against so so much the last sort of eighteen months. So that's probably why they, they gave Parson Benjamin the title, sort of mm. trans- transitional champions. But uh, yeah, I mean, apart from wrestling's greatest tag team, I mean. Obviously, you got you know the guidance of truth, but they don't look. Sort
2: the young of... bucks when they're back, or wow, Bravados. Yeah. I mean, even you could see um, Carino and Jacobs. I think. Yeah, would got be... Coleman and
3: Alexander, but they don't. They're not Coleman really are heels, Alex. are the... No, I suppose. I mean, Bravados haven't really done much since they they came back from.
2: They are undefeated though, but haven't they haven't been on TV or anything. But, I
3: mean, I don't know why they I don't know why they're not tag team champions at the moment. To be honest, they should have <laughs> given the tag title shot. at... Uh, best in the world but mate, i don't know but um yeah it was it was just a really good moment i mean it was as you said it was long overdue i mean in my opinion they should have been the ones to take the belts off uh kings of wrestling but i'm I'm really glad that they finally got it let's hope that they have a you know a good rain now and mm. uh you know a good like six month reign, maybe up until final battle and uh the yeah, thing but...
2: is though i mean the rain is only as good as the opponents they face and as we were just sort of struggling to come up with people them for them to feud with which is a bit
3: strange yeah I think they're definitely going to have to bring in maybe some outside teams eventually because mm. you know as I said I, don't, I think they're trying to keep them and the briscoes apart maybe until
2: which makes um, sense because I think they've realized that match happened too many times and oh, just, yeah it doesn't need to happen again just yet maybe one day
3: no I mean maybe they'll they'll lead up to a, a rematch between A&X and great tag team at um, death for Designer the and then maybe have a uh, you know, ANX and Briscoe is sort of the big rematch from Ladder War at uh, um, Final Battle 2012 maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, who are they going to face in between? I mean, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, just just really glad that they they finally won the titles and uh, yeah, it looked like a great moment.
2: Mm. So uh, that brings us to the main event of the night is for the Ring of Honor world title as Kevin Steen, with Jimmy Jacobs in his corner, defended against Davy Richards. Um, we also had Carino on commentary, um, who was, was f- fantastic, to be honest. Some of the stuff he's coming out with was was hilarious. And uh, there's a video sort of package, sort of that someone's put together on YouTube. That's on our forum, um, rohworld.com/forum, and uh, basically all of his quotes are in this video. And, it, and it, it is it's so funny, even watching it back again now. So you know, great stuff from Carino carlo um, riley wasn't in richard's corner he came out uh, before the match started and basically said he's not going to stab him in the back he's going to stab him in the effing eye i won't uh, <laughs> drop the bomb on the podcast but uh yeah he was a good heel promo basically just said screw davy screw team ambition and uh yeah they're over which is strange because uh, he was in love with them heading into 10th anniversary but um yeah so they got that out of the way and then davy and steen had a a fantastic match and I'd probably say it was um, better than the match at border wars and uh, the end of the match it was it was chaos we had um, I believe Richard Richard's kicked Todd Sinclair knocked him out um, then uh, Steen ended up giving Paul Turner a package power driver so there's no referee Um Cornette got involved taking the spike off Jacobs and then Carino took him out and they were he was beating the crap out of him on the outside it was hilarious um, <laughs> richards grabbed those two spikes somehow richards had a spike and then uh steen managed to spike him in the groin instead and then hit the package power driver for the victory and uh some people may say perhaps there was too many spots that felt like it had no meaning but if you take if you just don't analyse it perhaps i think Stephen was saying that on the chat and just enjoy it it was a really good match and uh i think seeing this live macklin must have been really good
0: yeah it was uh it was amazing um just uh, i think i tweeted you guys um when davy came out he was kicking hands and spitting into the crowd and uh mm. you know yelling Amer- he he actually yelled american wolves you know when he uh when he when he was uh, up on one foot up on the barricade with his finger in the air and uh i think i tweeted you guys it's 2009 davy you know and he definitely wrestled the match as 2009 davy very heelish mm. uh, type things you know yelling at the crowd and flipping off the crowd and stuff it was uh it was amazing to see live especially the uh the whole commotion at the end because you know there were the no DQ and, you know and was was Jacob's gonna turn on Steen was you know Carino gonna turn on Steen was um Corneck gonna turn uh heel and help Steen it was just the the chaos at the end was just like you know everybody there was nobody on there uh there was nobody sitting down it was it was
2: amazing uh, Stephen what did you think of the match
3: I think all of it was just was just brilliant I mean even from the, the uh, pre-match uh, promo from O'Reilly I mean I think I've uh, been quite critical of O'Reilly is might work I mean I think he's some, some of the promos he's done sort of on video wise have been quite poor but I thought that one was actually really good I thought it um, it, it just seemed a lot you know a lot a lot more real than the ones he pulls you know on, on these uh, video packages and um, you know I, I'm glad that this whole O'Reilly and Richard's thing as a as finally over and maybe even those two could go and have um, you know go and have some sort of feud because I mean that would be you know quite interesting yeah Des
2: brought this up before on the pre-show that you oh, know, right. this is Richard's only shot so he needs oh, something cool. going yeah. forward so I think a feud with O'Reilly would be fantastic for both involved it gives David something to do and gives O'Reilly that you know added exposure so um, yeah I definitely hope we perhaps we'll see that at Death and Ford Sono a match between the two
3: Mm, I mean I'm glad that, that's over and as, as Macklin said it just seemed that um, that Richards was sort of he'd returned to his you know, former sort of uh, style whereas you know a lot of people preferred him back then.
2: Mm. Yeah I, I think it was just a fantastic match and really nothing negative to say about it and I think um, should we move on now to the post-match promo perhaps? yeah. 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 Okay. So after the match, Dean grabbed on, a, grabbed the mic, and uh, almost started cutting Davy Richards' uh, promo, putting over how good <laughs> Davey is, saying he's one of the, you know, he's um, he's one of the best in the world or something, and he he didn't mean what he said about Richards. He was basically just saying he was using it to get a shot or something along those lines and uh he then turned his attention to the new york fans and basically called them all a bunch of hypocrites saying he used them all because you know when he got beat by generic at final battle and had to leave they're all cheering and then he comes back and then they you know they're cheering for him but you know they were happy he left last time he was there and um yeah but um this ties into what we were saying earlier um, we have a question from 187 Joeism who says, do you feel that the New York crowd is hurting the current product? I think there's no more evidence of that than in this promo because as, you know, Steen is trying to turn heel, he's saying bad things about all the crowds. What did the New York crowd do? Cheer and chant yes. <laughs> um, basically, which is silly. It doesn't help Steen transition to a heel at all, really. And uh, Steen was saying that he gave examples of the former world champions that have all been turned on, like Richards, Tyler Black, and Nodra McGuinness, and he says that the fans can't turn on him because he's going to turn on them, and he doesn't care about them. And he said that him, Carino, and Jacobs are going to kill the company, and the fans only have themselves to blame for getting into that position, and he ended it with a F New York um, F-bomb, and uh, that was in of his promo, and I think saying F New York is probably going to get him more over with fans that aren't in New York, to be honest, but... Um, Macklin, I hope you weren't chanting yes.
0: No, God, I was. I see. I didn't know he was going to cut that promo. I knew there was going to be something, so I went up and I stood by the uh, by the exit and watched it by the exit. And uh, you know what? Everything he said was right. I can't, you know, I can't, uh, I can't disagree with him, you know. But I don't know. I, I I feel that you know the New York crowd was awful chanting yes, and they should have been booing him and stuff. And I understand that. But I wish that Ring of Honor would just give up on him trying to be a heel. Everybody loves an anti-authority figure. They loved it when Stone Cold, you know, mm. was giving a big F you in the middle fingers to the company and stuff like that. you know. And Steen's very, you know, he, he's a very abrasive person. He does what he wants. He says what he wants. You know, he's the Ring of Honor world champion. And Jim Cornette just comes off as pompous and arrogant and just an a-hole, you know. And Steen yeah. comes off as this voice of truth and says things that people are thinking but don't want to say out loud, and I don't know why Ring of Honor is trying to push him down our throat as a heel when everybody and their grandmother just loves the
2: guy, you know? Mm. I mean, I don't really know what he can do to get a heel reaction, because saying all that stuff he said about the New York crowd didn't get him over as a heel there, because that's New York, and for the fans watching our pay-per-view, a lot of us don't like the New York crowd, so we're just going to be agreeing with him, so... um I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do to make him be a heel and I think I kind of agree with Macklin that Ring of Honor shouldn't really be bothering to try and do this. Just keep him as this sort of anti-hero type character and leave him as he is and, uh, you know, what has changed? He's still saying he's going to kill the company which is what he was saying before anyway and everyone still cheered him and now he's just saying that he used the fans and that's it. So, I don't know, perhaps we'll have to give this more time to develop but, um, Stephen, what, what do you think?
3: No, I, th- I think I agree that they are sort of. They're, they're just one, as Mackie says, they're one of those crowds that they, they sort of want to be the centre of attention. They want people to be talking about them rather than the actual wrestling, which is, which is a shame. That you know some of the, the chants they went with and the yes chant is, you know, it's, or, it's already starting to become boring because they overdo it. And The whole Twinkies chant is annoying. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, they are just. The good then, thing
2: is, you know, they're not going back there till final battles. There is a long break, and uh, yeah,
3: I mean, I maybe, maybe, they maybe they'll,
2: can... they'll calm down a bit. I don't know. But uh, do you agree with One Eight Seven Joeism that they're
3: hurting the current product a bit? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, as you said, that's a good example. Steen's promo afterwards. I mean, I, I, I think maybe. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's a major problem or anything. But as I, just, as I was
2: saying earlier, they were great, you know, when A&X won the belts, and they were great in the hybrid fighting wars match. So it's...
3: Yeah, they can be a good crowd, but I think they definitely need to start doing, you know, more in you know, some of the other big markets as well. I mean, maybe even do one in, you know, a pay-per-view in Baltimore because they've got a good uh, good market there. And, you know, go back to Canada because I the Border Wars crowd was, was really good. And, you know, mm. so they're doing, um, you know, they're doing one in Chicago. So I think they they definitely need to be going you know to other established markets for for that pay-per-view cuz so i think the the new new york crowd now hasn't maybe if anything, think they're a bit too spoiled that they, they they get so much you know good stuff that they expect you know crazy stuff every single time and when it's not that sort you know when it's not crazy that they, they do sort of they 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 do get down and it just for the sake of of basically being annoying that they know they're annoying and they just do it to annoy people i think so yeah um, yeah, yeah <laughs> whoa whoa! whoa,
4: whoa. don't
0: lump me in with those uh with those sorry (laughs) i hope we've got no listeners from new york (laughs) oh well i'm sure we do you know what they go into business for themselves it was one of the things that i wanted to talk about uh, you know when they they were chanting derogatory things about um charlie haas's wife about uh yeah i heard that yeah sexually explicit stuff about his wife and uh you know, and and there were even there were even a holes in there chanting about Russ, his dead brother. It's like you know <sighs> they go uh, they go into business for themselves and they try to be bigger than the matches and they try to be outrageous so that the people at home on the eye pay per view go, oh man, this crowd is uh, this crowd is hostile. They, they, you can't go into business for yourself. You got to let the product speak for yourself. You paid to watch them wrestle we didn't pay to listen to you chant sexually derogatory things and
2: about someone's dead brother, you know? Mm. Yeah, it is. I didn't hear any of those, but that's just way too far. That is, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I think, you know, we've talked about all the matches on the card and I've got to say, this has been, uh, overall a really good show. No stream issues whatsoever. Um, I think I'm counting it up now. There was five good matches, five great matches, really. I mean, uh, you know, a few, we talked about the Finley match being a dud, but if you just take that to one side and just sort of forget about it, the rest of it, all really good. And if you didn't order the pay-per-view, I think definitely get the replay for $15 or however much it is, and uh, or maybe even buy the DVD when that comes out. And, uh,
3: you would probably still watch it for free, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's still botched, but I know you can buy the replay. It's still available, and it's all good quality. I think it's even a HD stream, so the stream was great. Matches were great. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And this is another—if you take away the stream issues from uh, Border Wars, that was also fantastic. So sort of two on the trot here, which is always a uh, a good thing to see. And uh, Macklin, you know, you were there live. What's your overall sort of thoughts and sort of roundup of the show? I
0: loved it. I really did. I loved it. Um, I thought it was uh, you know top to bottom, besides the Finlay and maybe the Mondo thing. It was. Um, it was. Uh, it was probably better than final battle and 10th anniversary, which I both attended. And, um, I would, you know what, this is going to sound kind of like a spoiled ROH fan because, you know, I do go to New York for shows because they haven't announced many in Boston. I mean, they got the one in Rhode Island coming up in two months, but, um, you know, I think they do too many shows in New York. They do what? Three a year, maybe, you know, so having the next one, be final battle will, um, you know will we'll be a good thing because we can experience other crowds from other places, such as Steven said, like Baltimore, or maybe even go back to miami they had a great show they have a great crowd for the showdown in the sun mm-hmm. um, oh, you yeah. unfortunately, you guys didn't really get to see that with the brown out and everything but, <laughs> <laughs> you know but i think um I think it's a good thing that um that they're going back to new york in uh in December and not having you know. Just some random pay per view in uh, in New York City, and they're going to Chicago for um, for with the Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, X-10. Insep-
2: no, it's not X ten anymore. They've actually dropped that. I think they must listen to this show because we mocked it that been. much. Yeah, they've, yeah, it's just Death Before Dishonor X now. They've dropped the dash ten thing, which I think is. I think I'll take responsibility for that because we buried it that much. <laughs> um, Stephen, what's your overall recap and thoughts?
3: Yeah, pretty much what you said, Ray. I mean, I thought top to bottom was a. Uh, really show that the stream for once was, was near enough perfect and it was just uh, you know, really enjoyable, I, mean, I think there was uh, the main event especially in the hybrid fighting rules matches you know the, both of them were, were really really uh, good matches I mean they're the sort of matches that you should really go out of your way to see because I might uh, even
2: watch those again you know it's rare that I watch a match twice so um,
3: yeah I mean I'll definitely go back and, and watch it again I mean it was just I mean, yeah, for, for for fifteen. I mean, obviously we go for free because of the the border wars issues, but for fifteen dollars. I don't think anyone could have could have argued about that because it was mm. just uh, it's almost yeah, too top cheap. To <laughs> yeah, top the to bottom. It was it was just a really good show. So uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. Yeah,
2: so over, overall good thoughts from us, and uh, yeah, the next one is Death of Wars on a ten in September. So I'm looking forward to that and. Uh, yeah that sort of wraps up the uh review of the pay-per-view um that's actually gone a lot longer than i thought it would it's gone i think over an hour so um what we'll quickly do is run through the news that's happened i, I think Stephen, you know replacing john <laughs> has got some quick news for us so we'll quickly go over it and we have about two or three questions from listeners that we didn't cover earlier in the show so we'll just quickly do a wrap-up before we close the show so uh here's the uh, the news which you can always find at rhworld.com during the week There you go. Get a short version.
3: Cause oh, it's... On. We'll get the
2: full version next week when we haven't gone so long. Go on.
3: Uh, this. Uh, okay, then two matches uh, on the back of uh, best of the world have, have been made um, going forward. This Friday, is it Friday? Yeah, this Friday night uh, at the TV Times in Baltimore, it will be Adam Cole challenging for the RH World TV title against. Give Robert that Strong. man the belt. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier, and
2: uh, Strong does uh, not need it. This this Health of Truth Embassy stuff. Isn't really going anywhere. Have Champa come out and cause a mess up. Give Cole the belt. You can go on to feud with other people, and Champa and Roddy can have their own program and sort out this Embassy House of Truth mess. Please, yeah, uh, please uh, ring Ivana.
3: What he said. Um, there's also been a few other matches uh, announced for what, Friday. Hey, what about the world title match? Also announced. That, that's not for the, that's not for this Friday. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Sorry. the, I'm the, Sorry. I'm the, I'm the Sorry. newsman. I'm the newsman. <laughs> 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 the, the interim newsman, anyway. Um, this Friday night um, in Baltimore for the next round of TV tapings, it will be Kevin Steen, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino against Kenny King, Brett Titus, and Jay Lethal. In a that should be time. good. Looking yeah, forward that to should, that. Be, yeah, that should be really good. That would be an yeah. interesting matchup. Uh, and a couple of other sort of uh, lesser-profile matches. You've got uh, the Sicilian psychopath Tommaso Champa against Mike Seidel, the brother of... Um,
2: uh, Champer doesn't need to be doing these squash jobbery matches anymore. He's he's past that at this point, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be a squash, isn't it? And, mm. um, and another one. It's Kyle O'Reilly against Matt Taven. Obviously, Taven's impressed quite a bit in his last few matches on TV. So that should give O'Reilly. As long bit, as O'Reilly
2: gets a, a you know another good dominant victory heading into hopefully a match with Davy.
3: Yeah, it's true. And also, the ROH World Title will be defended on Friday night. It's not knowing who will will face? Steven. Is this so, the
2: TV taping?
3: Yeah, this is Friday night, the, the Royal title will be will be defended.
2: Oh, is this the um, TV taping that also has Bennett Storm three?
3: Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it has Bennett Storm three. Yeah.
2: Um, I and, think we've talked. we talked about that before, actually. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
3: and a special for lo- for the live audience only. I mean, this is actually making me considering. Flying over to Baltimore to
2: watch this. I mean, yeah, it's we've saved picture. all that money from not flying in John, so technically we could afford some yeah, first-class flights it, over there.
3: Definitely, it will be an arm-wrestling contest between Truth Martini and Christoph Rock, Christoph from 98 Rock.
2: I'm that's, not sure
3: what I'm not sure what 98 Rock is. Is it a radio station or something? I or a TV show. It. Yeah. Is it a TV show? No, that's that's 30 Rock. I don't. Oh, so what did you just
0: say? <laughs> 98, would you say 98 yeah. Rock? Yeah, do we
3: know what this is? I, I think it's a
2: radio, moving on, it's a radio show he's a radio person, he's in an arm wrestling contest, on television. It's televised. an arm wrestling
3: contest for Truth Martini, I'm sure that that'll be it's, a, it's
2: on televised, so I, honestly I, I don't care, they can do what they want if they, if it's <laughs> terrible, as long as they don't air it
3: um, Yeah, that'll be this Friday night for the next set of TV tapings, also signed to appear um, the Man Beach Rhino, the Briscoe Brothers Eddie Edwards Michael Algin, Mike Mundo, and The Bravados.
2: Head, ooh, uh, head to com on Saturday. Full spoilers as well.
3: Yeah, full spoilers. And as Harry revealed earlier, um, there's going to be a world title match uh, on July the 28th when Honor returns to Spartanburg, South Carolina, it will be the notorious 187 homicide against Kevin Steen. Or well, whoever I, is the world champion at that time.
2: Well, it'll be Kevin Steen, but that should be a good match. I mean, with Homicide had a great match against Edwards, so it looks to be back on form, and I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully I'll get to see it.
3: Hmm. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I'm sure I said a couple of weeks ago that going forward I'd like to see a Homicide and Kevin Steen title match. So yeah, maybe Ring One do listen to this because they do seem to change their decisions based on what we say. So give the bravado the tag team title bounce.
2: No, don't do that. No need to go that far.
1: Yeah. No. And I'm sure as hell not gonna sit up here and toot our own horns. But toot, toot,
3: toot, 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 toot. toot, toot. <laughs> I've still got to learn how to do the evil laugh. I've got to. John, try.
2: John's almost got it nailed down. Oh, and, oh, to... uh, for those who didn't listen to the pre-show, he said, and he told me not to take this out of context, but I'm going to anyway, that if uh, Haas ever wants to stop tooting his own horn, John will do it for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That happened on the live show, so be sure to tune in to the next live show in September. Who knows what will be said.
3: <laughs> Uncensored.
2: It is. Out of control, John and Desworth, I tell you.
3: Mm. And there's another show this weekend as well, on, on Saturday the 30th uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, the the card already signed is Kevin Steen defending the RH uh, world title against Roderick Strong. I believe... Strong won that title match in the In the uh,
2: the five minute four way match that was on the internet that was a yeah, TV taping. What was it for, was it? Um It was just for the title shot, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, but it was like it was on as like a special day, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was.
2: Memorial Day?
3: Yeah, I think it was Memorial Day, yeah. That, that mm. that's the one they hyped up to a lot and it ended up being a four minute. Five, match.
2: Yeah. But it did it did have that four fifty thing you did on Cole, that
3: back breaking Yeah, break true, That was yeah. incredible.
2: But um yeah, I'm sure that would be good.
3: Uh, a tag team grudge match between the Briscoes and um, uh, Michael Algin and Rhino.
2: I thought you were going to say wrestling's greatest tag team because yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. now
2: that they're not champs, they cannot technically have another match. <laughs>
3: um, the war reignites between BJ Whitmer and zombie princess Jimmy Jacobs. That should be really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, this, this show's actually looking pretty good, actually. Uh, grudge match, RH, well, it says RH tag team champion Charlie Haas, but obviously not. Charlie Haas against Rep Titus. So oh. this this feud is continuing. Yes. It's not, not a lights out match. I think Haas
2: will get the win here to continue it with some sort yeah, of I dirty think... tactic. Oh, I need to do pickums for this, don't I? Yeah. Head to ROH slash forum to share your predictions.
3: <laughs> first time in Ring of Honor, uh, Eddie Edwards against Tommaso Ciampa. I like the way that, because there's so, there's so many, you know, so few matches that they're actually first time in ROH now because they've done every match like six times that they actually Tell you that it's a first time match every time they manage to find a new one.
2: Just the, the rare ones that still exist.
3: Yeah, so Eddie Edwards against Tommaso Ciampa. Um, also signed to appear, uh, the living legend Bruno San Martino will be available for a special meet and greet prior to the start of the event. Um, also, That's... go on. Sorry. But also scheduled to to wrestle. I don't think Bruno will be resting, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we'll be Jay Lethal, Adam Cole, Kenny King, Mike Bennett, Mike Mondo, and Kylo Riley. So more or less the same sort of lineup to the TV tapings. That
2: sounds uh, like a, a pretty good card. I, I must say, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what happens this Saturday. is it?
3: Yeah, Saturday the the thirtieth in Pittsburgh.
2: Yep. So looking forward to that. Is that um, all the news? Just the matches.
3: Yeah, that's all the news we've got so far coming out of Best in the World. And we've also got a uh, a few listener topics as well, if you want to...
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those now. If you ever want to ask us a question or share your opinions to be discussed on the show, there's several ways you can do this. You can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. There's a thread on there to post any questions. Um, you can tweet us at roh_world. underscore world. You can write on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash rohworld. You can email us contact at rohworld.com. And now you can also phone us, believe it or not, as John did earlier. You can phone this number, it's a public number. Um, you can phone this at any time during the week and leave a voicemail, which will be played on the show. So if you want to, as you know, share your opinions, share your thoughts, just give us a call, leave a voicemail, and uh, send us abuse. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sure to throw in a couple of toot toots, and you'll definitely get played. But uh, <laughs> the number to dial is six one nine eight two two. 822. Two two one one. I'll say that again. Six one nine eight two toot toot toot, toot one, one. <laughs> Uh so that is the number to dial to leave your voicemail and get your thoughts played on the show. So now we'll we go specifically
3: the... ask for that quick that uh, number as well, because it included two
2: toots. And six one nine. I mean Joe picked it just for the toot toots <laughs> and the six one nine. But uh...
0: hey, I just say one thing? Yep. I uh, I got a bunch of DVDs at the show when I was there, and uh, I had a three hour, I had a four hour train ride home, and I actually got to watch Unity, um, the Chikara and um, ROH. Um, oh March. yes, yeah, and it was an amazing pay per view, top to bottom. So if you're going to get any DVD, um, I would suggest that the listeners go out and get the Unity. It was amazing. There was not one dull moment um, in the show. That's
2: all I wanted to add. Yeah, great stuff. Be sure to go and check it out. And uh, now we'll head to the questions that you've all sent in. That's old school intro right there.
3: That is old school. Going
2: back to episode 10 or something. Anyway, go ahead, Stephen.
3: Uh, The first one from Colour Me Curious on the forum. He says, do you think Steve Carino should be resting for RRH or should he stay as a commentator slash manager?
2: I like yeah. him as a commentator and manager. Yeah, I he, mean- he was—he
3: was so good during the the main event. He made the main event even better. He's kind yeah. of that time when he was right near <clears throat> the end and he was like I'm thinking we am going to have an orgasm
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there was a brilliant bit where um, they were wrestling near the commentary table and uh, Kevin Kelly was like stop stop you'll knock us off the air and Karina uh, goes yeah it's not very often we get knocked off the air is it uh, which was which was hilarious and he was fantastic the entire time and he's even good on the TV show uh, when he's been commentating on Steen's matches so I think he should stay as the commentator slash manager and even you know put him in tag matches with Jacobs, having feud against not Express, and maybe even eventually they could win the tag titles and, you know, he could really take the company hostage.
3: Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I've, I, I think Carino's still good in the ring as well, so he can he more or less do anything. He's just kind of guy you can get him doing anything. Good all-rounder. But yeah, he's definitely. Especially the same with Jacobs, really. I mean, they're both really versatile guys, really, you know, useful guys to have on the roster because... You can sort of throw them in anywhere and they'll do a good job. So have um, actually got a
2: question on Facebook. You should go
3: to that right now. Oh, fa- oh yeah, we have actually. That's a good segue from Aaron. He says thoughts on how criminally criminally underutilised Jimmy Jacobs is.
2: Very true statement. He uh, he sort of used <laughs> yeah. a sort of like a lackey. He rarely gets any sort of time. I mean, his match with Richards went really short at a recent show, and I hopefully. You know, to further this story on with Steen taking the company hostage that maybe he'll get more of a focus or maybe he's an individual he could maybe if Cole wins the T V title he could feud with Cole or him and Karina go for the tag belts. Something. He needs to be doing some more than he is, definitely.
3: I mean obviously he's got the match with BJ Whitmer coming up on, ah, on yes. Saturday and he's that 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 six man match on the T V taping so at least he's getting involved again, I mean as I said, with, with Carino, really. I mean, uh, personally, I think Carino and Jacobs are probably two of the the best best Mike guys that RH have got. I mean, they're both so good, uh, you know, getting people sort of uh, in, into things and into matches. I mean, as I said, Carino is so good on commentary that, you know, them two and Steen can really make a, you know, a really, really good faction. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to what they do going forward. Um, and we've got another one on Facebook from... Fabian, or Fabian, one or the other. Um, he says, with Richards out of the picture, who will Steen feud with? Yeah,
2: I was asking about this on the forum, because, um, <clears throat> yeah, it is Richards' only title shot, and is uh, currently the TV champion, and Edwards has already had a shot, so um, there really isn't that many guys. I mean, they're bringing in Homicide for the one of the title matches. I mean, perhaps Rhino could get a one-off shot. Uh, I know Elgin has still got... Um, the survival of the fittest thing to cash in so um
3: yeah i think i think awesome. alvin should be the, the next guy to sort of really feud with him i mean when he leaves the house of truth and turns face i think him against steen they could you know i know that they're, they're both really good friends and they could have you know really good matches them to, um uh i mean who else maybe adam someone like adam cole maybe um, breaking
2: news breaking news just announced on ring of honor com, the main event set for uh north carolina is Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs taking on Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole. Oh. That should be a great match. Yeah. yeah that, good uh good matches being announced coming up soon. Looking forward to these.
3: Yeah, that that, that could even lead to a as I said like an Adam Cole against a Kevin Steen title match somewhere down the line as well. That would be mm. really interesting to see.
2: And uh I'm pretty sure that Steen's going to be having a from what I recall a lot of upcoming title matches because wasn't there a report somewhere that uh, Cornette said basically that from now on, any singles match Steen is in, it's for the belt because he wants someone to take the belt off him. So there's going to be a lot of upcoming defences. So perhaps we'll get to see some of the up and comers, like uh, you know, Cole, etc., get title shots. That's good. Bennett. yeah, but well, he's, if he's if Steen is a heel, I don't know, but
3: uh, Marcel Champa, mm, yeah, mm, uh, I mean, there definitely seems to be a lot of. Sort of fresh matchups, you know, available at the moment. I think after the I post on the forum saying that Ring One, they seem like they're turning the corner now in terms of giving people sort of what they want and uh, you know really moving forward. Because I think at the beginning of this year, they really they looked like they were really going to hit their stride this this year. But I think you know the last few months of they they I think they did struggle a bit. I mean after the 10th anniversary show, I think they it just went everything went a bit downhill. I think they sort of lost their way a bit, but from what I saw at Best in the World, it definitely looked like they've got everything together now and they everyone seems to be on the same page and, mm. you know, a lot of sort of interesting storylines going forward and, you know, a lot of uh, good matches taking place. So uh, it definitely looks like the company's, you know, definitely improving, I think, um, you know, going forward, which is good. Um, and I think that's all we've, I mean, I spoke, we spoke about a lot of the uh, topics during the... the we have uh, one last interview. one from
2: Mr. Orange... Um, oh yeah, what sorry. do you think will main event death before it's on a 10 mm.
3: I think Oh, uh, I mean it'll be Steen Ooh, I wouldn't
2: that. be surprised if it's some sort of multi-person match like a f- triple threat or a four man battle royal because logic would say that Cornette wants the belt off Steen he's going to throw as many people as he can at him and anything he can do to get the belt off him because I don't know if yet there is one man ready to face him at a, a pay per view, without it just being Davy or Eddie again. We, I think those Davy, Eddie, and Roddy should be away from the title scene for a while. I don't think there's anyone else at this point ready to sort of face him one on one. So perhaps a few guys will be thrown against him. Could you guys yeah, see
0: maybe um, Lance Storm challenging Steen for the title at a um, at a one off show?
2: At a one off show, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. I'd prefer thought- that to happen than him and Bennett for the fiftieth time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope we don't see Storm beat Bennett four. Mm. I think I think two was enough. Two were both of them were good, but yeah, I think it's, a third is just unnecessary. much. Thing.
2: But uh, I mean, Elgin still got a title shot to cash in. Do you think we could see him face him at the pay per view? Is that too soon for Elgin?
3: I mean, uh, uh, as you said, just basically, I don't think there's anybody sort of you know at, at the right sort of stage to, to to be able to take Steen on and be, but you know. Make people believe that they could win. I think you don't want to sort of throw someone like Adam Cole in there just just to lose for the sake of losing. Basically,
2: he should get the TV title now. That'd be the best. Yeah, thing do, I in think. My opinion.
3: Yeah, I mean, as you said, unless they're going to sort of, you know, bring someone in especially to to face him, and you know, the, the new sort of ring run, I don't seem to be too keen on bringing guys in for just you know, unless they're sort of uh, an established sort of, you know, quote unquote legend, someone like Finnio or, or Lance Storm um, you know they don't seem to be too keen on doing that. So as you said, maybe some kind of three-way match or four-way match. Uh, you know, as you said, Cornet sort of you know, st- stacking the odds against Steen in a bit to try and prize the title away from him. So um, yeah, I I I'd probably put my money on that sort of thing happening at uh, Death Before Dishonor. But um, you know, as I said, Ringo and I definitely look like they've, they've turned the corner and uh, excited to have things go uh, going forward.
2: <laughs> what are you unwrapping, by the way?
3: Oh, that's not me. Sorry. Okay.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, I think was that the last question? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that wraps up the very long show. Um, thank you to Stephen and Macklin for joining me.
3: Thank you. No
2: problem. Thank you for listening. We we all, we hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to let us know if you did. Uh, leave some feedback on all the ways I said earlier, and be sure to phone in and leave a voicemail. as We played next week. Six one nine eight two two. 2211 is the number to call me for voicemail. So, uh, yeah, we hope we enjoyed the show, and we'll see you all next week for episode 42.